decide what your priorities are and build systems so that you can focus on, on high touch and building strong relationships with people. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello, welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. With me today is Dominique Mass. Dominique, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show. Well, Very I'm excited. excited to have you on, definitely. So Dominique is with uh, the, the owner of Lead with a Twist. After 15 years in educational leadership in international schools, coaching teachers and promoting the development of high achieving students, Dominique took a leap and started her own business. She combines all her experience to coach high performers and she designs and facilitates workshops. She works with driven individuals in the private and corporate sectors. In addition, she is currently leading the recruitment efforts for Medley, a startup focused on in-person group experiences. So with that said, Dominique, give our listeners a little bit more about kind of your background and, uh, and kind of really what you do in a nutshell. Yeah, thank you. Um, you know, I started living, well, I grew up in France and been traveling and working in lots of different places and really started my company two and a half years ago when I realized after 15 years working in schools that it wasn't the right thing anymore for me and I needed to move forward. Um, and so this is when I, I actually wasn't sure what was going to be next. And this is when my coaching passion came out and I started coaching. I was coaching in schools, then I started uh, coaching a little bit on the side, did a great training with a company called the Neuro Leadership Institute and all their work is based on neuroscience. So I got really, really excited about that and, um, and started building my business in very unstructured ways, I'm going to say, <laughs> and learned a lot from that. So I'm excited to share some of those learnings. Um, and so today I, I consult for this startup called Medley. Um, I also am building group coaching programs for those who are in transition, people who have decided that what they're doing now is no longer fulfilling and they, they need to find their next wave, their, their next chapter. And I coach um, high performers around leadership, especially founders, people who have started a business because they had a passion, they're entrepreneurs, they're really creative, and now they're having to start building teams. And so I help them build cohesive teams and work on their leadership skills because most of them are founders rather than leaders. Um, and so the, the strengths that they need are very, very different. Um, I'm happy to give you a little more background on my business and how how it came about, if that helps. Yeah, that, I think that'd be great. That's yeah. Cool. So, so you mentioned that I worked in educational leadership. So I moved to the United States six and a half years ago and worked in a school for four years. And when I left the school, I think the hardest thing for me was started out, starting out without a network. I, I didn't really know anyone either in the city or in the, in, uh, in the States, really. Yeah. And so I had, and I think this might be important for some of your listeners, I had to put myself out there 
and yeah. I had to put so much effort into building strong relationships. Um, so I started exploring a little bit, building workshops, uh, using yoga in my workshops, realized that I really didn't like teaching yoga, <laughs> and then, even though I was qualified to do it, and, uh, and got rid of that and really focused on the leadership side of them. And within about a year and a half, I was starting to serve a lot of individual clients and felt that I was actually building a good practice. So I, I then started looking at different revenue streams, thinking about online courses, creating group programs, that sort of thing. Um, and I, I, I think this is when I realized that to stay, for myself to stay excited about what I was doing, I had to have a lot of different aspects to my business. And today, I'd say two and a half years later, I, I'm pretty bold. I'm a risk taker. I'm not scared of trying new things. And I, I can say that it, it took two and a half years to feel that I'm now at a point where I include my leadership experience, building teams, my one-to-one -one, um, coaching background and my education background with the, the group work that I do. So it's been a, a very humbling journey. Um, didn't make money for a while and uh, you know all the all the things all the feels that that feeling that you're a failure because you're not you know suddenly don't have the status of a an organization behind you and yeah. you are doing things by yourself um, but would I change any of it absolutely not <laughs> it's all it's all been a, a, a fantastic learning curve I've learned so much about myself um, and I feel that what I do now is, is who I am. So that's awesome. That's yeah. Good for you. Quite a journey. Um, you, you talked about when you started, you had this unstructured business. Mm -hmm. um, take us through that. Like what, why was it so unstructured and what did you do to, to change it? Like what advice can you give our listeners? Cause a lot of us have unstructured businesses. We're mm -hmm. starting with unstructured business. And we're going, geez, yeah. how do I change this thing to make it structured? Yeah, I think one of the, the biggest things that I learned was to be able to let go, um, be okay with having an idea and not being attached to the outcome of it. And I think we can, especially those who are very creative and, and a lot of entrepreneurs have a lot of ideas. So you spend a lot of energy trying to make something work yeah. because you get well, certainly I got worried about how it might look if I let go of things. What are other people going to think? And I ended up holding on to things um, that actually sucked my energy rather than gave me energy. And there's mm. this idea of sunk cost, right? You invest yeah. so much in something. And so I think we can gain so much freedom from being willing to take the lessons from what we might perceive as, as a failure um, and then start building, you know, version two or, or mm. perhaps even a different idea, but truly focusing um, on something. And so I guess the idea or the, the main takeaway in terms of not having this business being so unstructured is be willing to let go so that you can focus on what truly matters. Choose your priorities, <laughs> I think is yeah. the 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 biggest thing I can say. And the other thing is is um learn to build systems. So obviously my my business is in the, the service industry. And so 
for me, the more time I can save on, you know, using templates and um, just means that I can be more high touch with my, with my clients, with the creating strong, nurturing relationships. And I think certainly in my, in my industry, that's what matters the most is those relationships that may not look like anything today will blossom into something in a year or two so yeah. this those are the two things make decide what your priorities are and build systems so that you can focus on on high touch and building strong relationships with people yeah definitely super powerful um uh, you talked about leadership and, and having good leadership um you know speak to that a little bit what, what can we do to build you know that aspect of our business be good powerful leaders in our business yeah that's a that's a fantastic question i think a lot of a lot of it comes to building a lot of awareness around yeah. who we are and what we the value that we as an individual bring to the company um no one can do anything by themselves right and so being aware of where um one's shortcomings are <laughs> helps us to make sure that we delegate to the right people and also that we employ the right people who can complement the skills that that we have so if you think of a, a founder at the beginning they're going to start and they, they most of them are bootstrap they have to do everything right they end up creating all the different, uh, whether it's sales, whether it's designing product, wh whatever it is. And slowly as they grow, they start bringing people in. And in order to, to build those leadership skills, it's really recognizing, well, what are, who are the people I'm bringing in? What is their value? And how can I make sure that I value them and I'm okay with delegating. The reason I'm bringing them in is that they have the expertise or the, the knowledge that I don't have. So that's one thing. And then I think, I mean, obviously my job is to, to coach people. And so I'm, but I'm definitely going to say have a resonant relationship, whether it's mentors in your industry, whether it's a, a business coach, I'm, I'm not at all a business coach. I'm, I'm definitely a leadership coach, but perhaps a business coach or, or a leadership coach, making sure that you have someone who can give you perspective on, um, on the work that you're doing and help you understand what sort of leader you're being so that you can adjust if, if necessary. But yeah, having that resonant relationship, I think, is one of the most important things. What are some big mistakes, uh, maybe one or two like mistakes that you see maybe over and over when you're talking with uh, clients and you're seeing, you know, when you're talking about leadership in particular, mm -hmm. like what are some of the bigger mistakes that you're seeing over and over? And then maybe a couple like key things you help them with to solve that. Yeah. Um, I see a lot. So I'm trying to think of what would be the most, uh, <laughs> the most helpful. Um, I think one is definitely uh, building trust. Mm. And so what I mean by that is you as a leader, trusting the people that you work with and vice versa, making sure that you're being trusted. And when we think about 
threats that social threats that people perceive there are five main areas that we can think about and i think this this might be really really helpful um, so let me go with the mistake first. You, you ask, what's the mistake? And I think it's not always considering others' perspective. Yeah. And how can we remedy that? Really thinking about those five areas of social threats that are the biggest that people go through. And if we can, as leader, anticipate those threats and reassure people, then we establish trust both ways and those five areas i'm going to make sure i i uh, remember them so i have to write things um the first one is status so in making sure that we treat people not necessarily not necessarily as equals because sometimes as a leader you have to make strong decisions but you have to make sure that you're um, elevating people constantly so supporting them, giving praise, all of those things, and making sure that you talk to them on the same level in terms of them being a human, right? So it's a, I think it's, it's a different conversation if you are dealing talk with... down to people. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So status is, is really important. The yeah. second one um, of those areas is certainty. And as humans, we always want to know what's going to happen, right? And sometimes... Sometimes it just takes, look, I'm not sure what's going to happen, but by Tuesday, I'm going to give you an update. And the update might be that I don't know what's going to happen, and I'm going to give you another update on Thursday. But just making sure that we're giving as much certainty to others as possible. Um, yeah, I lost one of my best. Uh, this was back in my days where I was doing a lot of construction work, flipping houses, and I lost I mean, by far my, be my best contractor because of uncertainty. You didn't know where the company was heading and, uh, and I didn't have a clear direction for him. And unfortunately, uh, he took a job that, you know, was, was much, much less pay, uh, mm. but had very much certainty. And, yeah. you know, I needed him very shortly after because we then exploded in growth. Yeah. So, so it was a big mistake, but certainty is huge, yeah. It's huge. And I think sometimes I, I, I go back to communication, right? If, yeah. Even if sometimes we don't, we don't know exactly what's going to happen, yeah. just going back to communications. And I think for, for, for some of your listeners who are building a business, that's also important to remember for themselves, you know, yeah. how can you give yourself certainty? Because you're building a business, you're, you're the, main definition of it is you're taking a risk you're doing yeah. something that yeah. most people are afraid of doing because of the lack of certainty so how can you help yourself and and hang on to those things that you can have certainty for yeah um if i keep going the next one is autonomy and you know, especially I think as entrepreneurs, your company is your baby, right? You've put everything you've got into this company and you want it to grow. You want it to blossom. Yeah. And so you might want to control everything. <laughs> and so I think making sure that you're, you're giving autonomy to 
the people you lead is really important. And again, that might take a lot of different forms. You might give them a framework and give them freedom within that framework. You might ask them for their ideas and depending on how much risk you're willing to take, let them go with it and continue to give you accountability to make sure they're not going off track either. But how can you build autonomy in the people you're leading? That's really, really important. Um, the next two are, or the next one is relatedness. So the sense, the sense of belonging, right? And it's different from status. It's more about the in and out group and making sure that no one is the, is in the out group. Building a sense of of a culture where people feel that they they belong. They belong to the company. They're um, they're valued. Their opinions are important to everyone so building group dynamics where there where everyone can have a voice and the person who is a little quieter is encouraged to speak um, is really important so that sense of creating that sense of belonging right as humans we're, we're social we're social creatures we want to yeah. connect and we want to belong yeah. um, and uh, and the last one is fairness so how can you give a sense of, of fairness to your people? And that might be, you know, in, in, I was talking to someone earlier who, who worked as a teacher and we were talking about uh, teacher pay scales. So most, most schools, most uh, education environment, you go in and you know exactly how much you're going to get paid. Yeah. Um, in a lot of startups and a lot of companies, you don't know what other people are making. You don't like, that's really, really hard. And so how do you build a culture where there's a, a, at least a sense of perceived fairness? Because of course, all of this is about perception, right? Eventually it's how does everyone receive those ideas? But I think if you can build a sense of, you know, everyone is treated the same way, um, doesn't matter if you're the CEO or if you're a, a, a brand new recruit, um, you both have access to this same kitchen where you go and have coffee. You know, it's, it's, it's often the little things that we, that we tend to oversee. So I think going back to your question, how can you ensure that you avoid, you know, the, the mistakes and how do you, um, how do you deal with them? I think this gives a good sense of, as a leader, what you need to remember. Because suddenly, the, your job is not to think about product, it's not to think about sales and all of that. Your main job as a leader is to think about people. Yeah. So if you can be aware of these five threats that, I, that are perceived as um uh, by the brain as just as dangerous as a physical threat of you know the the old story of the bear running at you and your stress levels go up your heart rate goes up it's exactly the same when you're feeling a social threat you know i mean really good stuff and this would be a great time for the listeners to rewind about five minutes and listen to this again if you didn't write it down write it down because the the five social threats the status certainty autonomy relationships and fairness i mean those all make so much sense they're pretty simple 
uh, yes. rules, but yep. there are things that we have to keep top of mind, especially as we're building our business and growing and um, trying to make sure we get the right people in and that we're acting as good leaders, of course. Right. And, and uh, credit, you know, where credit's due, um, mm. I, I want to mention where this comes from. It's a model, so it, it spells out SCARF. Um, and it's a, the SCARF model is, it was created by someone called David Rock, who is the founder of the Neuroleadership Institute that I trained with. Um, so if anyone is interested in learning more about that, you can Google SCARF and you'll find a lot of information on it. Um, such a good leadership framework. You talked right away at the beginning about, about teams and building good teams. Uh, give us some tips on, you know, building good teams. And obviously it has a lot to do with leadership, but Maybe something that you haven't mentioned about teams and the importance of them. Yeah, um, I think I'll say that the one of the most important things you can do is be open to be open to perspectives and be open to letting others know who you are and what you see or what, and not just one person, but everyone letting everyone see what they perceive as their strengths, what they see as their shortcomings and mm -hmm. making that very obvious often in, you know, I, I do, I do a lot of group coaching. And um, if you think about team coaching, one of the first, more, usually one of the first activities that we might do is getting people to really understand each other. And so really thinking about who, who you are as a leader, who you are as a person, and giving everyone a portrait of that person is really important because then not only do others see how you perceive yourself, but they can give you feedback on how they perceive you. So I think in terms of building really strong leadership teams, it's all about communication and letting everyone understand who they are <laughs> um, and who each person is in the team. That way you can support each other and, and challenge each other too, because that's a, a, your, what you're choosing to go into <laughs> entrepreneurship and making life easier. <laughs> Sometimes we just got to let go of our ego, yes. pride. And yes, we are the, the best person of, that we know, but yes, sir. So true. That's great. I love it. Uh, Cause that's like a big struggle of mine, especially when I first started this business, it was like, yeah. I can go in there. I can do all that. I can, you know, I'm good at all this stuff. Yep. <laughs> nope. <laughs> you're, full, you're full of yourself. Yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> what's a favorite uh, business, uh, leadership, uh, you know, book that you can recommend to our, our listeners? Um, let me think of the one that I think would be the best. Um, I love a book called Rebel Talent. It's by someone called Francesca Gino. She's a professor at Harvard. A business professor and it's all about breaking the rules in business and in life and I, I love it because it constantly whenever I go back to it it reminds me to to reinvent myself and it mm. reminds me that you know again the reason why most of us go into entrepreneurship is so that we can do things the way we want to do things and we're successful because 
we're putting ourselves in that, you know, in that business. Yeah. And so we're often tempted to look at what is everybody else doing? And, you know, and it's important, don't get me wrong. Of course, we need to, to learn from others, but being a rebel, you know, you defy the status quo and you're able, I think, to move forward a little faster and not always fall back on routines or, or traditions. Um, the other thing that I, I love uh, is the podcast Hidden Brain, which is not at all a business podcast. But again, I think we need to get inspiration from so many different sources. And it's very socially, like, he talks about a lot of social constructs. And I learn a lot about myself as a business builder and uh, and also my 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 clients the relationships i build so i really like that podcast hidden brain awesome awesome love love it i mean if it look if you uh, listeners if you want to be status quo just continue to do the status quo if that's what you're looking for in your business yeah. but if you want to break out and be something special be a rebel right do that's something it. a little bit different that's it Awesome. Um, so last question before we wrap up, uh, what are your three pillars of wealth creation? I'm going to say number one, keep going, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's, it, it's painful. It's scary. Um, and yet it takes time to plant seeds and see them grow. So resilience, keep going. You got this. It's yeah. hard. You're going to feel like a failure at, yeah. at times. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's going to be very humbling, but keep doing it. Yeah. Um, number two, make decisions. Uh, my own coach always says, you know, it's a hell yes or it's a hell no. There's no oh, hell maybe. And so when you're in the middle of something and you're wondering whether you should let go of an idea, you probably should. So make make decisions, find your priorities and, and make choices. Don't linger. Yeah. And the third one is, we talked about this actually, remember, remember what's important to you. Like yeah. Keep things in perspective. Why did, you know, Simon Sinek talks about remembering your why. Why did you choose to build this business? Um, so remember what's meaningful to you and keep perspective open. I love it. Love it. Lots of just a fantastic information. Um, I'm going to be listening back to this because <laughs> you, you gave me so much and I even wrote so many notes down. So that was great. This was really good. I, I'm really happy that we were able to get you on the show. I'm how really happy. Our I was listeners, yeah. Uh, how can our listeners get in touch with you? Um, you know, the best thing is probably my website. I don't, I'm, I have all social media accounts and I'm useless at most of them. <laughs> um, so my, my email is dom, D-O-M, at leadwithatwist.com. And my website is uh, dominiquemass.com or leadwithatwist.com. Both of them will bring you to, to me. Uh, but email is usually the best way. Okay. Awesome. Well, we'll put that in the show notes so people can reach out to you. Again, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Got a ton of value out of it, and I know my listeners did as well. So thanks a lot. And Dom, you have a fantastic rest of the day. You too. Thanks so much for having me on. Hey, thanks a lot to Dominique for joining us on the show. Really appreciate her coming on here and ton of value, ton of value that I got. And I'm not going to be able to cover nearly all of it. So you're going to have to go back and listen to the amazing advice 
that she was able to give us. First of all, she just talked about um, making sure you structure your business, you know, making sure that you let things go, that you focus on what truly matters and that you build those systems. Second, she talked about leadership and having that strong leadership, you know, building awareness of your company values, employing uh, complementary people, uh, and then learning how to delegate. And then last, she talked about the teams and again, making strengths and weaknesses open and having that communication so much more that I was able to take from this episode, but do yourself a favor, go back, re-listen to it, and just take one thing, take one thing that you think you can implement into your business this week and beyond, and watch the power that that has in your business and continue to grow it, continue to propel it forward. Thanks a lot, Dominique, for joining us. Really appreciate it. Thank you, listeners, for joining us. And um, Hopefully you got as much as I did out of the episode and are able to continue to propel your business forward. I'm Todd Dexheimer. I'm signing out. Make every day Saturday. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. Your rating review just helps us push this out to more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and, and want this. So, uh, the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So, go on to venturedproperties.com, venturedproperties.com, and download our free ebook uh, on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So, I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free, I'm not expecting anything from it. Uh, and, and also, look, if you want some help in multifamily, want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like uh, to work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go to coachwithdex.com and check that out and uh, we can definitely have a, uh, a call. Thanks a lot for listening. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.